Money Watch, a podcast series where we talk about the latest news and views on finance stories and how they affect you. My name is Abhishek. It's December 21st. And in this podcast, we are going to be asking a couple of important questions. One of those is what is credit scores and how does it affect us in our daily lives? Who on earth is Sybil or the Credit Information Bureau? What does it do? And joining me on the call to talk about just this is Kamlesh Rao, the Executive Vice President at Kotak Mahindra Bank. Hi, Kamlesh. Nice to have you back again. Hi, Abhishek. Nice to be on this uh, podcast. Let's start with a very basic and elementary question. What is Sybil? And it started way back in 2000. What's the brief history and what does it do? Sybil is a credit information bureau. It stores financial records. It has financial members, which is basically banks, all the financial institutions. I think it will have close to about 600 plus members at this point of time. Huge database. I wouldn't be surprised if it has data of close to about 200 million people. And the way it functions is all people who buy financial products like loans of different kinds, it could be car, home, their repayment behavior is what all banks and financial institutions give back to Sybil in a particular format. And whenever any bank or institution wants to give any kind of loan lending, it can seek information about prospective customers from Sybil before deciding whether to give money or not to give money to these uh, prospective applicants of loan. So what Sybil does is converts the financial repayment pattern that a customer has into what they call a credit score. And needless to say, better the score, better the chances of your loan going through with any financial institution. On the flip side, that sounds a little scary, doesn't it? I think they have all the information in terms of financial transactions. So if I miss a credit card payment, that goes into their report card, does it? Yeah, Abhishek, you know, even Gita taught us saying, you have to reap what you sow, <laughs> karam ka fal bhugatna padta hai. So right. if you have not paid your loan on time, there are going to be financial institutions that will know that you haven't paid and that could impact your ability to get a loan these days. Absolutely. And I read on their website that a good credit score is a score which is greater than 700. What does that mean? It's a quantitative tool which feeds in a lot of parameters. So it's at this point of time, a reasonable black box. But what it feeds into is basically your uh, various loans that you have taken. So if a guy with taking too many loans may have a slightly lower score. Obviously, if you've not taken a loan, you may not get any score because there's no way to assess you. And depending on the various products you consume and the timely payment and repayments that you make of these loans, you get a score, which on a scale, like you say, of 1 to 10, normally when you do a research, greater than 7 means you really like it or don't like it. Similarly, this kind of thing works. It's on a scale of, say, 0 to 1,000, and therefore 700 plus, by that logic, is a good score to have on Sybil. And what are the jurisdictions of Sybil in the sense that uh, recently I read that even telecom companies can withhold giving you a prepaid card or a postpaid connection for that matter, depending on how your credit score is? Basically, to extract data on Sybil, you obviously have to be a member. So right now, like I said, a lot of financial institutions are members. Microfinance are members. Telecom is getting into the fold. The only people who are still evaluating are the insurance guys, which is both life and uh, general. So if you are a member, you give data and therefore you get data. Of course, confidentiality is maintained. You get data of the customer without really mentioning which banks and all that you've taken loans from. But in today's times, if you have access to this kind of information, 
the jurisdiction of this can really go creatively very far. For example, whilst uh, insurance companies don't use this, health companies don't use this for their premium, but it's a matter of time. For example, your health premium will no longer be dependent just on your good health condition. It could also be dependent on how frequently do you pay your premiums on time for other products. So a premium for a life insurance or general insurance is equivalent to an installment that you pay on a loan. And therefore, if you have good repayment habit there, there are chances that you will pay your health and insurance premiums on time. So there could be a time or period where your premiums actually may become lower if you have a good repayment track record. Ah, so it's all tied in. They are, they, are, they are tied in because finally it is financial behavior. It's as important to pay your life insurance premiums as much as it is important to pay your credit card outstanding. If you look at countries outside, employment companies now make sure that once before they recruit you, they want to know your respective civil score or whatever is the bureau of the respective country because right. they also need to know if they are in the business of trust, which is a financial institution and banks, if you are supposed to be in the business of managing money of other people, if you can't manage your own, then you may not be a good candidate to hire in the first place. Wow. Its applications go well beyond uh, just you know getting another loan then because we are talking here about getting yourself a decent job depending on how sloppy or how good you are at paying bills. Abhishek, if you look at it, I think it is fair because mm-hmm. finally when you are hiring somebody to take care of somebody else's money, if you don't take care of your own well, then I don't know whether you can be trusted for taking care of somebody else's money. Point taken. But how would you react when banks call you over your phone and they tell you that, hey, you have a pre-approved loan? It's a cold call at the end of the day. So how does that work? So there are two kinds of calls. One is bank could call its existing customers for other products. For example, you are a credit card customer of mine, but I want to call you for a car loan or a home loan. Obviously, bank has a repayment track record. They know the civil score and they call. So that's a better way of calling. If you are not a customer and you are being prospected for a new product, it's not possible to fetch in first your civil of all the people and then call. Of course, you have to follow your regulations of do not call these days uh, before you make calls, uh, which has made it a reasonable process. But the civil before you call for a prospective customer is not something that is checked. I mean, those are based on where you live or where you work or it basically is based on profile. But the loan will happen or not happen depending on your civil score eventually once you apply. Got it. And generally, in the Indian banking sector, I would assume as a layman that we try and replicate what happened in the West or what norms or standards are used in the West. So is there a credit score equivalent in the West that we have improvised on or is it something that the Indian regulators have invented from scratch? Because how much ever shackles they have put in, we saw what happened in the West. The bad loans did come about in place. People with no income, no jobs and assets or ninja loans, as they call it, were given in spite of all the credit scores in the West and the investment banking industry did fall off. So what is the premise on which the Sibyl was formed or the credit scores came about in India? Did we copy from the West? I think we copied the idea, but not the execution. And I think uh, our biggest problem of executions was somebody had to start. And the fact that it was supported by RBI, it helped a lot to get all the member banks in. Because the classical problem that all the big people had or big banks had, that they had more to give than to get because they had the largest databases of customers. But RBI initiative drove it. And 
ever since then the kind of work that has happened on civil and you'd be surprised today the kind of products that come out of that so if you want to give a loan against the property civil today has the capability through products that they are developing to tell you if that property any other mortgage has already been created on that property or if you've given a loan to a customer and you can't find that customer because he's moved away somewhere mm-hmm. and not accessible you can fetch into civil and try and see whether the latest address of the guy for some other loan that he would have managed to take is updated on civil which is called civil detect so there are interesting products which are coming out civil the idea may have come from the west mm-hmm. but i think the execution is in in india over the last 2 or 3 years is getting significantly better and loan category outstanding and defaults have genuinely come down over the last 2 or 3 years because financial institutions and banks today are better equipped to give loans to customers based on their civil score that's nicely put because recently the hindu carried an article and they quoted the chairman of civil mr mv nair he says that and i quote delinquencies in credit cards based on 90 days plus outstanding was 7% in 2009 and it's come down to 1.5% after they introduced these credit scores and they got famous and people got to know a little bit more about them so it's it's clearly working then it's working for sure it's a good uh, starting point to know you know like a doctor knows the health of a customer mm-hmm. civil allows you to understand the financial health of a customer before deciding to give money or not to him right does this come in the way for banks though in the sense that uh, given the pressure of getting more loan accounts selling more loans or lending finally banks are in the business of lending so lending would reduce by that much right depending on the credit scores does that hinder banks uh abhishek having been in lending for so many years let me just rephrase what you said banks are in the business of lending money and getting it back right. uh and getting it back is as important as lending and from that perspective incorporating the score is critical having said that a good or bad score is also a function of how you price that loan so there are banks that use the civil score to say the probability of default could be slightly higher and therefore maybe the pricing to this customer needs to be a little higher which hopefully over a certain set of customers takes care of the risk that is involved so it's not just about a go no go kind of a decision uh, eventually it also helps banks and other institutions in terms of lending at differential price you look at microfinance which will also fetch the same civil scores but lend at significantly higher rates effectively obviously look for a slightly lower civil score but price the loan from that perspective so like they say for every segment there is a different set of customers and lenders mm-hmm. and therefore once you have a civil score with you you can effectively evaluate what's the right price at which this should be lent and that's where the risk uh, management practices of the banks uh, will play a role so it's like saying civil is a necessary but not sufficient condition to say that you will have extremely low delinquencies in your portfolio right and how easy is it for me to know what my credit score is because i'm sure for the banks it's uh, maybe just a couple of clicks away but as a report card just like an employee knows his performance appraisal media so that he can remedy it by the end of the year to know whether or not he gets a promotion or a good rating so how easy or difficult is it for people to know what their credit scores are okay so two things one is uh, you just can't fetch a civil score just because you want to because when you're fetching a civil score in civil it means somebody is inquiring for a loan and these days in civil there are two parts one is the part which says if you've taken a loan what is your track record b is if you have inquired for too many loans that also sets a question mark in the minds of lenders so obviously you just can't keep fetching civil as in when you want and banks are not allowed to do that unless you have a prospective customer who applied for your loan and therefore then you're fetching in civil is something that is done 
unless you do your portfolio behavior or analysis. As a customer, you can seek your own Sybil score from Sybil separately, which is a good thing to do because there are a lot of times if you think which you've taken loans in the past and you paid up and the records have not been straightened out because of which you could have a low Sybil score, you can set your Sybil score, you can go back to the bank and say, hey, this is the loan that I closed, it's not featuring in your records properly, and you can get it corrected. So that also is an option that is available right now for customers to be able to do it to Sybil directly. Right, and the best way to keep your credit scores high is just keep your payment of EMIs in time and keep your due date in check when it's not as scary or rocket science that way. You just have to be on time. No, as a lender, like I've always said to borrowers, borrow for sure. You have different levels of borrowing, but borrow as much as you think you can pay back. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that on time, I don't think you should be worried about your civil score at all. Thank you, Kamlesh, for your time. On that note, it's time to wrap up. Thank you, Abhishek. And all you listeners, you can uh, get this podcast on nrimatters.com slash podcasts as well as uh, on iTunes. It's for free. And uh, Kamlesh, uh, on a parting note, iTunes has flashed the podcast series right on the front page, which is which is good news. So we hope to do this a little more often with you. Great, Abhishek. Looking forward to it. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely that of its participants and may not necessarily be subscribed by Kotak Mahindra Bank Limited or any of its group companies.